ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله amma ba'd so continuing with surah al-fajr we got up to al fi dhalika okay yeah so aha uh-huh. So we did the first four ayat last time, Wal-Fajr, Wal-Layali-Nashr, Wal-Shafi'i, Wal-Watr, Wal-Layli, Iza Yasr. By the dawn, by the ten nights, meaning the first ten days of the Hijjah upon that one opinion, and by the even and the odd, and by the night when it departs. Those were the four oaths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made at the start of the chapter. And then after swearing by those things, then Allah said, هَلْ فِي ذَلِكَ قَصَمٌ لِذِي There is indeed in them in those things mentioned in the first four ayat, by the dawn, by the ten nights, by the even and the odd, by the night when it departs, within them there is indeed sufficient proofs for men of understanding. So after taking those oaths, Allah tells us that within those things there is indeed sufficient proof for men of understanding. And then Allah continues, أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادِ إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ So, أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ Do you not see, O Muhammad, how your Lord dealt with the people of Ad, of Iram? Meaning those who are very tall, like lofty pillars, the like of which were not created in the land. الخطاب هنا لكل من يوجه إليه هذا الكتاب العزيز وهم البشر كلهم. So here Allah is addressing everyone. The address here is to everyone that this book is addressed to. And this book, the Qur'an, it is addressed to all of creation, to all of mankind. The mankind and the jinn. So Allah is saying, do you not see? You, the one who is being addressed, كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادِ إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ Do you not see how your Lord dealt with the people of Ad who were tall like lofty pillars? يَعْنِ مَا الَّذِي فَعَلَ بِهِمْ so what is it that Allah did to them? وَعَادْ قَبِيلَةٌ مَعْرُوفَةٌ فِي جُنُوبِ الْجَزِيرَةِ الْعَرَبِيَّةِ 
أرسل الله تعالى إليهم هودا عليه الصلاة والسلام فبلغهم الرسالة ولكنهم عتوا وبغوا وقالوا من أشد من أشد منا قوة عاد عاد were a tribe a famous tribe who lived to the southern areas of the Arabian Peninsula Allah sent to them Hud alayhi salam to the tribe of Ad Allah sent to them Hud alayhi salam and so he preached to them conveyed to them the message yet they transgressed and they wronged and they did not accept and instead they said who is more powerful than us who is there more powerful than us فهم افتخروا في قوتهم ولكن الله بين أنهم ضعفاء أمام قوة الله. So they thought Ad, this tribe, they thought they were of great strength and power. They thought they were of great strength and power. But then Allah clarified to them that they are indeed weak. Before their creator. And Allah mentioned, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُمْ Do they not see that Allah, the one who created them, that He is greater than them in power, in strength, أَشَدُّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةً Greater than them in power and strength, that they are nothing compared to their creator. وَعَبَّرَ وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمْ بِقَوْلِهِ أَلَّذِي خَلَقَهُمْ لِيُبَيِّنَ ضَعْفَهُمْ وَأَنَّهُ جَلَّ وَعَلَىٰ أَقْوَى مِنْهُمْ So Allah mentioned to us in the Qur'an that He created them. And that is an indication highlighting to us how weak they are. Highlighting to us their weakness that Allah is the one who created them. They are the created, the creation. And Allah is their creator. So they are certainly going to be weak before their creator. So Allah highlighted that they are just a weak creation who were created. لِأَنَّ الْخَالِقَ أَقْوَى مِنَ الْمَخْلُوقِ Because no doubt the Creator is more mightier and powerful than the Created. وَالَّذِي فَعَلَ اللَّهُ بِعَادٍ أَنَّهُ أَرْسَلَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْرِيحَ الْعَقِيمُ سَخَّرَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَبْعَ لَيَالِ مِنْ ثَمَانِيَةَ أَيَّامٍ حُسُومًا فَتَرَى الْقَوْمَ فِيهَا صَرْعَا كَأَنَّهُمْ عَجَازُ نَخْلٍ خَاوِيَةٌ فَأَصْبَحُوا لَا يُرَى إِلَّا مَسَاكِنُهُمْ وَهَذَا الْإِسْتِفْهَامَ الَّذِي لَفَّتَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ النَّظَرُ إِلَيْهِ مَا فَعَلَ بِهَاؤُلَاءِ يُرَادُ بِهِ الْإِعْتِبَارِ يعني اعتبر أيها المكذب للرسول محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بهؤلاء كيف أذيقوا هذا العذاب So the point here is that Allah is highlighting Saying, do you not see how your Lord dealt with the people of Ad who were created tall and big as lofty pillars? Do you not see how Allah did with them? Meaning that Allah destroyed them. The wind was sent upon them, that storm was sent upon them, and they were destroyed, and nothing was left visible other than their dwellings. And this is to highlight that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them and they were a creation of might and power, then you, talking to the disbeliever now, the one who denies and belies the Prophet sallallahu 
then think carefully. Think carefully and ponder that Allah destroyed the nations that came before us, those who denied their prophets and messengers, those who opposed and rejected their prophets and messengers. وَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَمَا هِيَ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ بِبَعِيدٍ And Allah mentioned in the Qur'an that it is not far from the oppressors. It is not far from the oppressors. Meaning that Allah can take a hold of them and send the punishment upon them. وَقَوْلُهُ إِرَمْ أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادِ إِرَمْ إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ إِرَمْ قِيلْ هَذِهِ إِسْمٌ لِلْقَبِيلَةِ وَقِيلْ إِسْمٌ لِلْقَرْيَةِ وَقِيلْ غَيْرَ ذَلِكِ إِرَمْ That is mentioned in this ayah إِرَمْ It has been said that إِرَمْ was the name of a tribe إِرَمْ was the name of a particular tribe and it has also been said that in fact Iram was the name of a particular town or village. That it was the name of a tribe or it was the name of a particular village. And other opinions have been mentioned about Iram also. فَسَوَاءً كَانَتْ إِسْمٌ أَوْ إِسْمٌ So whether it was the name of a tribe or the name of a village, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with them. These iram, irama dhatil imad, whether it was a tribe or it was a village, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with them despite the fact that they were Powerful and strong, they were aqwiya. And yet Allah, the creator of them, destroyed them and dealt with them. So it mentions, Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi'ad, irama dhatil imad, allati lam yukhlaq mithluha fil bilad. Ya'ani ashabul imad, al-abniyah, al-qawiyah. إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ That they were a people who built the tall dwellings. They were the ones who used to carve out and build the tall dwellings. And yet, they were still destroyed. And Allah mentions to us also, أَلَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ أَيْ لَمْ يُسْنَعْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ لِأَنَّا قَوِيَّةٌ حَكَّمَةٌ وَهَذَا هُوَ الَّذِي غَرَّهُمْ وَقَالُوا مَنَ شَدُّ مِنَّ قُوَّةً That they, this tribe of Ad and Iram from them, they were people who built tall and strong and magnificent buildings and structures that the likes of which have not been created anywhere upon the land. They built things and structures Buildings to the likes of what has not been seen or built anywhere else. And that is why Ad became deceived by themselves. That they could build these magnificent structures with strength and power and solid that they became deceived by themselves, believing that they have some tremendous amount of strength and power now, some tremendous amount of might now, and that they cannot be overcome. الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ مَعَ أَنَّ الَّذِي صَنَعَاهَا الْآدَمِي وَهَذَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَى أَنَّ الْآدَمِي قَدْ يُوصَفُ بِالْخَلْقِ فَيُقَالُ خَلَقَ كَذَا So they were humans. They were humans who created these huge and solid structures. And Allah mentioned that they created them. 
which indicates and highlights that it is permissible to say that mankind can create. Saying that mankind can create is permissible because there is a difference between the creation of mankind and the creation of Allah. What is the difference between the creation of mankind and the creation of Allah? But it Mankind's creation is limited, that's a part of it. The major difference between the creation of Allah and the creation of mankind is that Allah creates from nothingness. Allah creates from nothing. Whereas mankind can only create something from something else. You want to create a table, then you have to go get the wood. You need materials to create. Mankind needs some type of content or substance or material and then transform that and change that and do whatever to create something. Mankind cannot create something from nothing. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His creation is from nothing. Kun fayakun. Allah says, be and it is. Be and it is. There is no requirement of anything prior to that creation to be there for the creation to be created. Allah creates from nothingness. So yes, we can say mankind creates. But that is a limited type of creation that is in reality only a transfer of one item, changing it to another item. The raw materials, changing them, putting them together to create something. It's uh, mentioned in the hadith regarding al-musawwirun, those who make pictures. The picture makers, it will be said to them, يُقَالُوا لَهُمْ أَحْيُوا مَا خَلَقْتُمْ On the day of judgment, it will be said to them, bring to life what you created. The image making, the picture making that you did, then bring them to life now. It will be said to them, bring to life what you created. So, the creation that mankind can do is a different type to the creation that Allah does. Allah's creation is from nothingness, whereas mankind's creation occurs from something. And the Shaykh gives an example. He says, الْخَلْقُ الْمَنْسُوبِ إِلَى اللَّهِ إِجَادِ بَعْدَ عَدَمْ That it is creating something without any precedence, without anything before it. أَمَّا الْخَلْقُ الْمَنْسُوبُ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ مُجَرَّدُ تَحْوِيلُ وَتَغْيِيرُ As for the creation of mankind, then that is only changing one thing to another, not creating from nothingness. And the Shaykh says, أَضْرِبُ لَكُمْ مَثَلًا هَذَا الْبَابِ مِنْ خَشَبِ وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ الْخَشَبِ اللَّهِ لَا يُمْكِنْ لِلْبَشَرْ أَنْ يَخْلُقُوهُ لكن البشر يستطيع أن يحول جذوع الخشب وأغصان الخشب إلى أبواب وإلى كراسي وما شبه ذلك. The Sheikh says these wooden doors. Who created the wood in the first place? Allah created the wood. Mankind simply takes that wood and changes it and shapes it into a door or into a table, or into chairs. So mankind is only taking the substance, taking the material and changing it into something, and creating something, a table, a chair, etc. Whereas the source of it, who created the wood in the first place? Allah. Mankind cannot create wood out of nothing. You cannot just make a tree out of nothing. So the, us, the, the source 
of the creation is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mankind simply changes one thing to another. So here then when Allah said, لِأَنَّ الْخَلْقَ الْمَنْسُوبَ لِلْخَالِقِ إِيجَادٌ مِنْ عَدٌ وَهَذَا لَا يَسْتَطِيعُهُ أَحَدٌ وَالْمَنْسُوبُ لِلْمَخْلُوقِ تَغَيِّرُ وَتَحْوِيلُ يَحُوِّلُ شَيْءٍ مِنْ صِفَةِ إِلَى صِفَةِ أَمَّا أَنْ يُغَيِّرَ الذَّوَاتِ بِمَعْنَى يَجْعَلَ الذَّهَبَ فِضَّةً أَوْ يَجْعَلَ الْفِضَّةَ حَدِيدًا أَوْ مَا أَشْبَهَ ذَلِكَ فَهَذَا مُسْتَحِيلٌ لَا يُمْكِنُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ so actually creating the items from their source and that is only something Allah can do, mankind cannot do that. You can simply change one thing into another. So Allah mentioned that to us there. Have you seen what Allah did to Ad? Iram, Vatil Imad, the ones who built those tall dwellings, the likes of which had not been built before that. Allah destroyed them. They thought they were powerful and yet they are weak before Allah. And then Allah tells us, وَثَمُودِ وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ And the people of Thamud who carved out rocks in the valley to make their dwellings. Thamud who carved out rocks in the valleys to make their dwellings, Thamud hum qawmu salih. They were the people of the Prophet Salih. وَمَسَاكِنُهُمْ عَرُوفًا الآن And their dwellings are known up until now. Their dwellings are known. في سورة ألف لامرا ذكر الله أن ثمود كانوا في بلاد الحجر وهي معروفة مر عليها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في طريقه إلى تبوك وأسرع وقنع رأسه صلى الله عليه وسلم وقال So the dwellings of the people of Thamud are known The dwellings of the people of Thamud when they carved them out of the, the, the mountains, out of the rocks, they are known because they resided in an area that was mountainous, it was rocky, and they carved out their dwellings from that rock, and that location is known. It's mentioned in the seerah that the Prophet ﷺ, he went past that particular location on his way to Tabuk. He went past that particular location on his way to Tabuk. Covered? He covered his head as he walked past. Why? Because he said to them, لا تدخلوا على هؤلاء القوم المعذبين إلا أن تكونوا باكين فإن لم تكونوا باكين فلا تدخلوا عليهم أن يصيبكم مثل ما أصابه. It mentions in the hadith in Al-Bukhari, that the Prophet ﷺ said to the people, do not enter upon this area, upon these people who were punished. Do not enter upon these people who were punished. Except that you are weeping. And if you are not weeping, then do not enter lest you are afflicted by what they were afflicted by from that punishment. They were given a great amount of power and strength that they could carve out the rocks and the mountains and make houses from them. And that's why Allah said here, جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ That they would carve out in the, the, the valleys, in the mountains. أَيْ وَادِي ثَمُودِ وَهُوَ مَعْرُوفِ هَأُولَاءِ أَيْضًا فَعَلَ اللَّهُ بِهِمَّا فَعَلَ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ وَالنَّكَالِ حَيْثُ قِيلَ لَهُمْ تَمَتَّعُوا فِي دَارِكُمْ ثَلَاثَةَ أَيَّامِ ثُمَّ بَعْدَ ثَلَاثَةِ الْأَيَّامِ أخذتم أخذتم أخذتهم الصيحة so 
الذين صار مآلهم إلى الهلاك والدمار وليعلم أن هذه الأمة لن تهلك بما أهلكت به الأمم السابقة بهذا العذاب العام فإن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سأل الله سأل الله تعالى أن لا يهلكهم بسنة بعامة So the point is with these examples being mentioned in these ayat of nations in the past who were destroyed by Allah and they were nations and people that were powerful and strong the ones who built tall structures and the ones who carved into the mountains and the rocks to make their dwellings they were people of strength and people of power and yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them as a punishment after they rejected their prophets and messengers. So the point is for us to take admonition from that, to ponder over that, to recognize that Allah controls all of the affairs, and to also know though, that even though those nations of the past were all destroyed, in one go, that this nation will not be destroyed all in one go. Because there is a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ made dua, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to have this nation destroyed all in one go. وَلَكِنْ قَدْ تُهْلَكَ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ بِأَنْ يَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ بَأْسَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ فَتَجْرِي بَيْنَهُمْ الْحُرُوبَ الْمُقَاتَلَةِ But there may be other forms of destruction that occur within this ummah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perhaps makes, decrees the conflict to occur between them. And so wars and fighting occurs between them. وَيَكُونُ هَلَاكَ بَعْضِهِمْ عَلَىٰ يَدِ بَعْضٍ And so they end up destroying each other. They end up, the people, this ummah, they end up destroying each other. لَا بِشَيْءٍ يَنْزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ كَمَا سَنَعَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِالْأُمَّمِ السَّابِقَةِ They are not destroyed, this ummah, by something that is revealed or something that descends upon them from the skies. It is not something that comes upon them and destroys them all. وَلِهَذَا يَجِبُ عَلَيْنَا أَنْ أَحْذَرَ الْفِتَنَ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بَطَنْ وَأَنْ نَبْتَعِدَ عَنْ كُلِّ مَا يُثِيرُ النَّاسُ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ So the fact that this ummah will not be destroyed in the ways of the previous nations when Allah sent down a punishment upon them all in one go. But rather this nation may end up destroying itself. Allah may decree the conflict to occur between the people. And so they end up destroying one another. So it is important that we take precaution from the trials and tribulations and stay away from them. And all of that which the people, they incite between each other in their conflicts and fights. And that we always remain calm. That we always remain upon calmness. Upon a state of calm. And not to become chaotic. And not to become uh, loose in our actions. But to be calm in our affairs. And that we stay away from the gossip. Stay away from he said and she said and spreading the gossip between the people that causes the conflicts to occur and asking too many questions and delving into affairs that are unnecessary. فَإِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا نَهَا عَنْهُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Because that is something the Prophet ﷺ forbade. وَكَمْ مِنْ كَلِمَةٍ وَاحِدَةٍ صَنَعَتْ مَا تَصْنَعُهُ السُّيُوفُ الْبَاتِرَةِ And how many times a single statement can have the same impact as the actual physical swords that strike. How often a single word 
has ended up causing and creating the conflicts and the wars and the killings, a single word or a single statement may lead to all of that, may lead to all of that which occurs. And from the swords that are then drawn and the physical fights that then occur, so it is obligatory upon us to take precaution from trials and tribulations. And that we be an ummah who are united and love one another. An ummah that is together and united, compassionate with one another, loving one another. يَتَطَلَّبُ كُلُّ وَاحِدٍ مِنَّا الْعُذْرِ لِأَخِيهِ إِذَا رَأَ مِنْهُمَا يَكْرَهِ That whenever we see something we dislike from one of our brothers, that we seek some excuse for him. If we see something we dislike from one of our brothers, that we seek to find some excuse for him. We seek to find some excuse to pardon him or to allow that to pass. Then Allah says, وَفِرْعَوْنَ ذِي الْأَوْتَادِ and, and this is talking about all these examples of what Allah did with the people of the past and what Allah did with Pharaoh who had the stakes to torture men by binding them to the stakes like the big wood, big pieces of wood and he would stick people onto those pieces of wood and torture them onto the stakes so, وَفِرْعَوْنَ ذِي الْأَوْتَادِ And with Pharaoh, who had the stakes to torture men by binding them to the stakes. فرعون هو الذي أرسل الله إليه موسى عليه الصلاة والسلام. The Pharaoh, of course, the word Pharaoh just means the leader of the Egyptian area. There were many Pharaohs. There were many Pharaohs. But the Pharaoh, when we talk about the Pharaoh, then we're talking about the Pharaoh that was at the time of Musa alayhi salam, Moses. And there were other Pharaohs, many Pharaohs. Pharaoh is just the name of the leader of that area, like Caesar and uh, names like Najashi. These are names of leaders only. There were more than one Najashi. There were more than Sira, sultans. All these are names of leaders only, titles. They are not the name of the person, just the title of the person. So Pharaoh is a title for the leaders of Egypt at that time. But the Pharaoh we're talking about is the one that was at the time of Moses, at the time of Musa alayhi salam. وَكَانَ قَدْ إِسْرَائِيلَ فِي مصر. And he had degraded Bani Israel in Egypt. He had uh, subjugated them, huh? humiliated them, he had humiliated them, subjugated them, put them under his uh, thumb, he had them under his control, humiliated, degraded them. He would slaughter their sons and save, allow their women to live. وَقَدْ اِخْتَلَفَ الْعُلَمَاءِ فِي السَّبَبَ الَّذِي أَدَّى بِهِ إِلَى هَذِهِ الْفِعْلَ الْقَبِيحَةِ لِمَاذَا يَقْتُلُ الْأَبْنَى وَيُبْقِ النِّسَاءِ And the scholars, they differed over the story of, Pharaoh, of Musa a.s. and Pharaoh. Why did Pharaoh kill all of the baby boys but let the girls live? What was the reason behind that? The scholars do have different explanations regarding that. فَقَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِنَّ كَهَنَتَهُ قَالُوا لَهُ إِنَّهُ سَيُولَدُ فِي بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ رَجُلٌ يَكُونُ هَلَاكُكَ عَلَى يَدِهِ فَصَارَ يَقْتُلُ الْأَبْنَاءُ وَيَسْتَبِقِ النِّسَاءِ One explanation is that the sorcerers, the fortune tellers, at the time of Pharaoh, 
The fortune tellers, and we know about the fortune tellers, they work with the shayateen, with the jinn who steal information from the skies. Before the sending of the Prophet ﷺ, that used to happen a lot, that they used to steal information that they heard from the skies by the shayateen climbing on top of each other's backs until they reached up there. So some of these sorcerers and fortune tellers, perhaps they received some information somehow, and they informed Pharaoh that we have become aware there is going to be a boy born in Bani Israel who will grow up to destroy you. Your destruction will occur at the hands of someone, of a man who will be born in Bani Israel. So then when he was told this, he began killing all of the new baby boys to try and avoid that occurring. Kill all of the baby boys, then none of them will grow up to be the man who destroys me. So he began killing all of the baby boys and leaving the girls. وَمِنَ الْعُلَمَا مَنْ قَالْ إِنَّهُ فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أَجْلِ أَنْ يُضَعِفَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ يُضَعِفَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ That some of the scholars, they said he just did that to weaken Bani Israel. To weaken them. لِأَنَّ الْأُمَّةِ إِذَا قُتِلَتْ رِجَالُهَا وَاسْتُبْقِيَتْ نِسَاؤُهَا ذَلَّتْ بِلَا شَكِّ Because if a group of people, a nation, their men are all killed, and only their women remain, then that nation is going to be lowly. It does not have any power, it does not have any strength, it does not have that ability, it will be degraded and weak. So some scholars say that's all he intended. To kill all of the baby boys being born among them, to weaken them as an ummah, to weaken them as a people, Bani Israel. فَالْأَوَّلْ تَعْلِيلُ أَهْلِ الْأَثْرِ The first explanation about the sorcerers and the fortune tellers, that is the explanation of the scholars of hadith and those who look into the narrations. وَالثَّانِي تَعْلِيلُ أَهْلِ النَّظْرِ أَهْلِ الْعَقْلِ وَلَا يُبْعَدْ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْأَمْرَانِ جَمِيعًا قَدْ صَارَ عِلَّةُ لِهَذَا أو عِلَّةً لِهَذَا الْفِعِلِ And the Shaykh Al-Athimeen says, maybe both of those had a role to play. That yes, the fortune tellers at that time, they told Pharaoh, a boy is going to be born in Bani Israel who will grow up and he will be the cause of your destruction. And also because Pharaoh generally wanted to weaken them and belittle them and uh, 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 take away their strength from them. وَلَكِنْ بِقُدْرَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَنَّ هَذَا الرَّجُلُ الَّذِي كَانَ هَلَاكُ فِرْعَوْنَ عَلَى يَدِهِ تَرَبَّى فِي نَفْسِ بَيْتِ فِرْعَوْنَ But then from the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we know, that one boy who was going to be born in Bani Israel and grow up to be the cause of the destruction of Pharaoh, that one specific boy ended up being raised in the house of Pharaoh himself. As you know of the story, when Pharaoh began killing all of the baby boys, it mentions in some of the books of Tafsir and Sirah, uh, of Tafsir, that uh, he had security guards, security guards, they would go around all of the areas and they would check on all of the pregnant women. As soon as a pregnant woman gave birth, they would go and check. If it is a boy, they would kill it. If it is a girl, they would leave it. He had security guards everywhere checking all of the women who were pregnant. As soon as they gave birth, the security would go and check, is it a boy or a girl? If it is a boy, they would kill him. If it was a girl, they would leave him. So when they were doing that, and the mother of Musa salam gave birth to Musa salam, she was fearful that the security are not going to come and check about this baby. So then what she would do is, she made a basket, a small basket, and she would put Musa salam into the basket and her house was next to the river Nile, the Nile. 
And so she would go put that basket into the river and tie it up to the bank. Tie, tie it up to the side uh, with a rope and then the basket would just stay in the river. When the security would come around checking everything, there's no baby here, they would go again. And then she would bring him back in. And every time the security were coming, she'd put him back in the basket, put him into the river, just tie up the rope so he doesn't float away. But then of course we know on one occasion, the rope, etc., whatever occurred, the basket ended up floating away. It floated away and it was found by the people of the household of Pharaoh. And so when the wife of Pharaoh, she saw that baby, she was impressed and uh, loved that baby. And Pharaoh wanted to kill it, but she said, no, leave him. Leave him, maybe he'll be of goodness for us. Leave this one boy. And so Pharaoh left that one boy. And he was raised in his own household. And in the early stages, when they were trying to find someone to feed him, to breastfeed him, the baby Musa salam would not accept the breastfeeding from anyone. And then they became extremely concerned. The baby was not drinking anything. So then they began looking for a woman. And all the women who came, he would not accept the milk from them. Until they went searching and searching. And the sister of Musa salam saw what was going on. And she said to them, I'll show you. Someone who could breastfeed him. And then she took them to her and his own mother. And so then she breastfed him. So that was the initial story. Then he grew up and we know uh, what occurred. So here then it mentions about Musa alayhi salam. فَإِنَّ مْرَأَةَ فِرْعَوْنِ الْتَقَطَتْهُ وَرَبَتْهُ فِي بَيْتِ فِرْعَوْنِ that she picked him up and she raised him in the house of Pharaoh. وَفِرْعَوْنِ اسْتَكْبَرَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَعَلَى فِي الْأَرْضِ وَقَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى So she found him and she raised him in the household. Was Pharaoh was an arrogant individual and he was claiming to the people that I am your Lord the Most High. أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى and he was saying to them, That I do not know of any God for you besides myself. And there are other ayat. And then, after all of this occurred, then Musa salam gave him da'wah, he refused. And then we know in the end, the story of the drowning of Pharaoh that occurred in the Red Sea. So here it mentions, And Pharaoh who had the stakes to torture men, That his army were the likes of stakes. His army were to the likes of stakes. Uh, uh, or these strong ropes that are tied, uh, the ropes are tied onto them so that the, when you put up a big tent, when you put up a big tent, then those stakes in the ground, the pegs, what we call them, the pegs, but they had the large stakes. Then this is in reference to his army being like that, as though they were powerful individuals like large Pegs, as we say, the big stakes that you put into the ground. And his army wasn't just soldiers. He had on top of that sorcerers and magicians and all types of people within his army. Sorcerers and magicians and all of those likes within his army. And that's why Allah tells us, الَّذِينَ بَغَوْ those who transgressed beyond bounds in the lands, they transgressed beyond bounds in the lands. At-Tughyan Mujawazatul Had. Tughyan Tahut 
it is to transgress beyond the boundaries, to transgress beyond the limits, to go beyond the limits. That is what the word Tuhyan means and Tahut means. As it mentions, everything that goes beyond the limits and the boundaries is Tahut, that is Tuhyan. So, Allah mentions, طَغَوْ فِي الْبِلَادِ اَيْزَادُوا عَنْ حَدِّهِمْ وَعْتَدَوْا عَلَىٰ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ That they transgressed beyond the boundaries and they transgressed upon the servants of Allah. فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ And they made a great deal of mischief. They made a great deal of mischief in the land. أي الفساد المعنوي والفساد المعنوي يتبعه الفساد الحسي that they created a great deal of corruption in the land and initially the meaning of that is not physical corruption but the ideological corruption and uh, the, the, the statements and what they were spreading to the people they created a lot of corruption like that but if you create that type of corruption, then eventually the physical corruption also occurs upon the land. So it mentions, فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ أي الفساد المعنوي وَكَانَ فِيمَا سَبَقَ مِنَ الْأُمَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يُدَمِّرُ هَؤُلَاءِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ عَنْ آخِرِهِمْ So previously what used to happen in the nations gone by, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would destroy all of those nations. The ones who opposed and rejected their messengers, Allah would destroy them all. لكن هذه الأمة, but this ummah, رفع الله عنها هذا النوع من العقوبة. That type of punishment is removed from this ummah. This ummah will not be destroyed all in one go with one punishment. That is something that occurred to the previous nations but will not occur to this ummah. <laughs> but instead Allah made the, the conflict and the affair of destruction between themselves. And so they destroy each other. They fight and have conflict within each other. وَعَلَى هَذَا فَمَا حَصَلَ مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ اِقْتِتَالِ بَعْضِهِمْ بَعْضًا وَمِنْ تَدْمِيرِ بَعْضِهِمْ بَعْضًا إِنَّمَا هُوَ بِسَبَبِ الْمَعَاصِ وَالذُّنُوبِ يُسَلِّطُ اللَّهُ بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ وَيَكُونُ هَذَا عُقُوبَةً مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى And so the conflicts that you see between the Muslims occurring, the conflicts that occur between the Muslims and the fighting between the Muslims and the killing between them, then that is as a consequence of their sinning that Allah causes one group of them to overwhelm another group of them and to fight and kill another group of them that occurs between themselves as a consequence of the sinning. فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ صَوْطَ عَذَابٍ So your Lord poured on them different kinds of severe torment. الصَّبَّ معروف أنه يكون من فوق والعذاب الذي أتهى أولئي من فوق من عند الله عز وجل So when it says your Lord poured on them Different kinds of severe torment. The fact that the ayah says, Your Lord poured onto them. Pouring can only occur from the direction of up to down. You pour something down, you cannot pour it upwards. You pour it downwards. So this punishment that came down upon them, that was poured upon them, it came from above them. It was poured onto them, so it came from above them. And it mentions, فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ صَوْطَ عَذَابِ Different types of severe punishment. الصوت هو العصا الذي يضرب به. The salt is like the stick that you hit with. 
or a type of whip that you hit with. وَمَعْلُومٌ أَنَّ الضَّرْبَ بِالْعَصَى نَوْعُ And of course, being beaten with a stick or a whip, that is a type of punishment. لَكِنْ هَلْ هَذَا الصَّوْتِ الَّذِي صَبَّهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى عَادِ وَثَمُودُ وَفِرْعَوْنِ هَلْ هُوَ الْعَصَى الْمَعْرُوفَ الَّذِي نَعْرِفْ أَوْ أَنَّهُ عَصَى عَذَابِ أَهْلَكَهُمْ But this sulk that is being mentioned here, this punishment that was uh, uh, cast upon Thamud and Ad and Fir'aun, is that the same as what we understand the word sulk to mean like a stick that you punish with or a whip that you punish with? Al-Jawab al-Thani The meaning is Or the answer is That it is more general than that It just means a punishment That was cast upon them And it destroyed them And finished them off They were completely gone, destroyed, finished Extinguished No existence left of them All of them finished off The first of them to the last of them so then the Shaykh says, Nas'alullah ta'ala nij'ala lana fi ma sabaqa min al-umami ibratan natta'idhu biha wa nantafi'u biha. That we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make for us an admonition from those previous nations that we can take as a lesson. That we take a lesson from them and benefit from that. Wa nakunu ta'i'ina lillahi azza wa jal ghayra ta'ghin. And that we are obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not disobedient and transgressive. إِنَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ So then Allah mentions, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَبِالْمِرْصَاتِ That indeed your Lord is ever watchful over them. That section then, we'll start next time, that goes on to the next part now. That indeed your Lord is ever watchful over them as for man when his Lord tries him by giving him honor and bounties. He says, my Lord has honored me. But when he tries him with straightening his means of life, he says, my Lord has humiliated me. Nay, but you treat not the orphans with kindness and generosity and urge not one another on the feeding of the poor. That section inshallah ta'ala will begin next time. This middle section now you can see then. After Allah took the oaths upon those four things, those four things that are all signs for us, then Allah explained to us about the punishments that occurred to the people before us, and how Allah destroyed all of those nations from the first of them to the last of them, for their rejection and opposition of their prophets and messengers. But that we also understand that type of punishment is not upon this ummah anymore. Uh, because this ummah will not be destroyed all in totality. Rather, the destruction could be between themselves that they destroy each other for their sins and their wrongdoings. So, we'll conclude upon that for, uh, section for today. We'll carry on with the next part of the particular chapter next time. It will probably take another two lectures at least, maybe even three. It is lengthy to go through all of this uh, particular tafsir. So we'll carry on with that next week, insha'Allah.